ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience here with another NFL Division Preview. We're doing the AFC South. If you haven't listened already to last week's Division Previews, we did the AFC East, we did the AFC North. You should go and listen to those. And when I speak about we, I'm not talking about the royal we. I'm talking about myself and the one and only Minnesota Jack who joins us for the NFL coverage this season. How are you, Jacko? I'm good. Excited to get stuck into this division. AFC South, mate. The AFC South, a, a bit of a, uh, it's been a bit of a desolate sort of, you know, division in terms <laughs> of producing, you know, champions and that sort of thing of late. Um, so how this works is Jack and I have each prepared team previews and profiles of these teams. So we'll go back and forth and read out those profiles. Then we'll jump into some general discussion of how we feel the division will play out in 2022. And we'll round off the episode with our division standing predictions. So I'll handball to you to start us off, Jack, with the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, indeed. So last season would have been tough for any Texans fan. JJ Watt went to the Cardinals to reunite with DeAndre Hopkins, who they lost a year prior. And star quarterback Deshaun Watson sat out the year because of the disturbing allegations against him. Mm. Before the season even began, the Texans had blown any chance of making any progress in that division. But even with a 4-13 and record, the franchise will be happy that they found quarterback Davis Mills amongst the wreckage. When it comes to teams' ins and outs, uh, we've got running back Marlon Mack coming in as running back David Johnson leaves, which seems like a pretty good upgrade. Um, I would take that. And then cornerback Derek Stingley could do some damage in the secondary. To me, the big question when it comes to the Texans is that their expectations aren't high because they, they're clearly in a rebuilding phase, right? We're not expecting too much of them. Um, it's just about getting those players some reps, seeing if Davis Mills is the real guy. Like he had a pretty impressive rookie season, kind of out of nowhere. No one really predicted him, but out of all the rookies, which includes Trevor Lawrence, like he actually had the best season. So to have another year to see is the dude or did he just have a one-off good season? Um, so the question is, will we actually see some improvement? Will we actually see them, if not actually improve their record, at least be a more fun football team to watch? Can they take advantage of a weaker than average division and string together some of those underdog wins that show that this franchise is really going somewhere? And can they escape the shadow of Deshaun Watson unscathed? All great points, Jacko. I remember watching um, Davis Mills, um, ugh, trying to think, Pro Day, the Pro Day ahead of the draft. And, you know, he struggled a little bit in the short and intermediate stuff, but by God, he could launch a deep ball. He was just absolutely setting sail. And he was in the rain as well, um, his pro day. So he, he was throwing um, yeah, with an absolute cannon of an arm. And as you said, probably was the best rookie quarterback last season. Um, all right. I'll get us going in the direction of the Indianapolis Colts. So the season ended how it began for the Colts in 2021 with consecutive losses that ultimately sealed their fate. A one and four start was followed by a run of eight wins and two losses. 
that left them on the brink of a playoff appearance before losses to the Raiders and Jaguars doomed them. It's a big year, in my opinion, for fifth-year head coach Frank Reich. So the team ins and outs across the offseason. The Colts made it one and done with Reich's former Eagles protege, Carson Wentz. They traded their 2021 quarterback to the Washington Commanders in exchange for picks. They fill the most important position in football with former Falcons QB, Matt Ryan, um, who finds himself in new colors for the first time in his NFL quarter, uh, career. While they bolster the defense with former Patriots Stephon Gilmore, the offense added juice in the draft with the first three picks yielding wide receiver Alec Pierce, tight end Jelani Woods, and offensive liner Bernard Ryman. So the big question for me is, can this Colts team, which has consistently been the most well-put-together team in its division under Frank Reich's tenure, finally dominate its divisional opponents? Indianapolis holds a 14-10 record against the South under Reich, with a 4-4 split against the Tennessee Titans and a 4-4 record against some moribund Jaguars teams. They have the pieces in place at most positions, and assuming that Matt Ryan can give them slightly above league average quarterback play, they should be the odds-on favorites to win this division, which has pretty much been the case the entire time Frank Reich has been in Indy. This is such a talented team, but they always seem to find a way just to stub their toe against the dross in the AFC South. How can you be 4-4 four and four against these Jaguars teams? Um, you know, the Jaguars pretty much ended their season last year um, in that final week when, when the Colts imploded. So um, with that, I will hand pass to you to have a look at the Tennessee Titans. So the Titans were an interesting team last season um, because on, on one hand, they clinched the number one seed in the AFC with an impressive 12-5 and record. With a running game led by Derrick Henry, they would grind down any team they faced and a run defense that could stuff their opponents in the hole. On the other hand, the Titans were pretty mediocre passing the ball and then defending the pass. And they also handed a pretty smooth sailing schedule that made their record look more impressive than it actually was. A loss to the Bengals in their first playoff game capped off a pretty weird season for the number one seeded Titans. I remember at the time when they clinched that number one spot, I was like, the Titans? They don't really seem like the best team in, in the AFC. And yet, technically, according to seedings and record, they they were. Now, when it comes to the team ins and outs, the Titans didn't really make any huge roster changes this season besides trading wide receiver AJ Brown to the Eagles. Round one draft pick Traylon Burks might be a younger, more exciting replacement, but that's a lot of pressure to heap onto a rookie. To me, the big question is, the only way to prove critics wrong and show, and by critics, I mean me, and show that they are the real, the real deal is to do it again, right? Can the Titans improve upon their 12-5 record and win the number one seed once more? With a tougher competition in the AFC this season, doing so would shut up any haters and place them as a real contender in the AFC long-term. Can they do that? I think that's, that, that's a big question, but to me if they can at least get close to another 12 and five record, then that would show me that, okay, that wasn't just a one-off kind of like, well, they luck their way into the number one seed. They're actually a really solid 
team for the for the long run. Um, I'm I'm yet to see that though. Yeah, there feels like a lot to prove, and and you know, a, a sneaky little thing which I guess we can talk about. Um, in our general thoughts, is uh, drafting quarterback Malik Willis. Now he fell and fell and fell in the draft after being touted as this, you know, you know, super toolsy, um, talented, you know, guy who might go in the first round. You know, he he fell way down to the Titans, and it's good to keep in our heads. Um, just a little bit of that Ryan Tannehill play in that playoff game against the Bengals. I think he had three picks and all at crucial times. Um, all right, I'll round us out in the team profiles department with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So last season, the Urban Meyer era in Jacksonville lasted just 13 games in 2021 as the Jaguars endured a truly calamitous campaign last year. Meyer was given the boot after a 0-20 loss to the Titans, leaving interim coach Daryl Bevel to steer the ship home. The Jags gave their fans a moment to savour in their last game of the season, knocking the Colts out of playoff reach with a 26-11 home win. So the ins and outs over the offseason. Well, one of the biggest additions this offseason for the Jags is the acquisition of a competent head coach with championship pedigree in Doug Peterson. On the player personnel side of things, the Jags bolstered the defense in signing linebacker uh, Foyasad Aluakon and cornerback Darius Williams, while drafting defensive end Trevon Walker and linebacker Devin Lloyd in the first round. The offense regains running back Travis Etienne after missing 2021 to injury, while adding former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk. The big question for me this season, can Doug Peterson unlock the Jags' potential via reliable and consistent pro-level coaching and some clever scheming? I mean, that's what we're asking for. You know, we talk about league average quarterback play. The Jags just want league average coaching here, you know? The franchise QB is in place. For me, Trevor Lawrence, although he struggled, um, didn't get any less talented uh, despite the 2021 struggles. And the Jags actually ran the ball pretty well, even without their first round running back, Travis Etienne. They lack a genuine number one wide receiver. I think Christian Kirk is more of your wide receiver number two. But there's plenty of threat in players like LaVisca Chenault, Christian Kirk, and Etienne. The room looks thin for depth, but there are some pieces for Peterson to play with. Consistently competitive football is the aim in year one. I'm interested to see if the new coach can produce. Um, so, Jacko, what are your thoughts here on, on how this division plays out? Okay, so we'll get into our actual predictions mm. in a little bit. But this is one where... I've, the more I think about it and the more I research and look into it and you know watch training camp and tune into the NFL network and just like get it all in my brain, the more and more I think the Jags are going to surprise everybody. Mm. I think they're actually going to be really, really good this season. I think that they're, they're, like you said, their depth might not be that impressive, but if you just have a good run with injury, right? And you just don't get that many guys injured. That's all you need. It doesn't have to be that thick, you know? And that's not a given in the NFL, but there are teams that have it. There are teams that just don't have that much of an injury 
um, issue. And so if the Jags can be one of those teams, and I rate Doug Peterson really highly. I've said it before. When the Vikings were looking for a coach and Peterson was available, I was would have been very happy with him. I think he brings experience and brings a good energy to that team. Another year for Lawrence. Like, I really think, yeah, I think they could do really well. Colts are an interesting one in that they should be the clear number one in that division. They should just kind of run away with it. But I don't know. I'm, I might be on the outside here, but I don't really rate Matt Ryan that highly. I don't actually think he's that great of a quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's serviceable. I think that, that what, what year was it that he um, won an MVP? Was that 2017? 2016. I think those years, uh, I think he's way past that. And I haven't seen any, seen anything from him that would indicate that he's getting back to that kind of performance. Um, and the Colts last year were just very weird. I just, I just still remember them like having a golden opportunity to get to the playoffs and then just choking against the Jags. It's just hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if the Texans are going to really do anything. And then the Titans, I've got, Real doubts about them. I've got real doubts about how they're going to do this season. What about you? What does this division look like to you? Well, it looks like a mess to me, Jacko, as it often seems to. You know, um, there's a lot of question marks, I think, for every team. The teams with the most expectation, I I think, um, obviously, the Titans and, and the Colts. And the Colts, for me, as you said, like, what did we learn about them last season like they started poorly they finished poorly um and you know they've had i'm trying i was trying to do a head count in you know while you were talking then about how many different starting quarterbacks they've had since andrew luck you know we've had jacoby Brissett. you know for some of that we we've had um phil rivers we've had carson wentz now we have Matt Ryan, you know, so there's at least five guys who have started games, significant games for the Colts in the last, you know, four seasons, three or four seasons. So there's no consistency there. And I'm with you, like, to me, Matt Ryan is sort of on the, I would say on the tail end of his career. Now, so was Philip Rivers and they went to the playoffs, but they had a certain ceiling there. And I kind of tend to feel like that's about where we're at again. Um, it'll be interesting to see, I suppose, um, Matt Ryan throwing to some of these guys and, and with a good run game too. You know, I, I felt like the Falcons really lacked a run game around him uh, in seasons gone by. So there's potential there. The Titans, I'm with you. There feels to be something simmering for me. Um, you know, trading AJ Brown was massive. Now, you know, they're wanting Traylon Burks to come in year one. It's a like for like. He's the big body, deep ball threat receiver, all that sort of thing. Now, you know, there's an article on NFL.com a week ago saying Titans rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks a lot healthier after asthma and conditioning concerns. Um, you know, there's some stuff about some drop passes and that, but then we had that about Jamar Chase last year, you know. The ball was My too con- big. Wasn't yeah, that's right. Story. The ball's too big for his hands. My concern with the Titans is more the health of Derrick Henry. It was like the first time last year he went down. And 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 also, I think you started to see 
a little bit of the mortality in Ryan Tannehill, who had been sort of really, you know, almost perfect through two seasons with them. Just, just interested to see how they go. Did they, did they sort of peak, you know, with this build that they had going, you know, uh, they had the home playoff game against the Bengals and they bungled it. Um, are we now on a downward trajectory or are they going to continue to rise? Love Davis Mills. Think he's great. Um, here's, here's his targets last year. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Chris Conley, Danny Amendola, Chris Moore. Those are the players he was throwing to last year. Uh, Brandon Cooks cracked 1,000 yards. The next closest was Nico Collins with 400. They go out and draft John Mechie from Alabama who's a wide, you know, wide receiver who had 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns last year on almost 100 catches. So Davis Mills is now throwing you know, to, to an improved set of weapons. But I'm with you, man. The Jags. The Jags are the fun story this year with what they've added. I'm excited to see what Doug Peterson can do. I'm excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can do. Um, the division should be between the Colts and the Titans. That's not necessarily how it's going to play out. This should be the, called the division of the cannibals, Jack, because these teams cannibalize yeah. each other with frequency. Um, I'll give you my prediction here. I'm going to go with chalk at the top. The Colts should win this division. Whether they do is another question, but I'm going to pick them. They should. And anything below that should be a massive disappointment. I'm going to say that the Jags rise. I'm going to go Jags in two. I'm going to go the Titans in three. I'm going to go the Texans in four. What about you? Mm. I have gone exactly the same. I'm exactly <laughs> the same. Colts, Jags, Titans, Texans. Which I think, yeah, we're just, again, we're parking our cars in the same garage. We're, in, we're That's right. seeing the same things. and But this is, I'll add a little extra bit of flavor to our Please do. Spice it up. You said you said it yourself, right? The Colts should win the division, but the question is, can they? The Colts have ha recently have had this tendency of just like being weird and just not winning games they should. The Titans, even even though we both picked the Titans to be third in the division, they'll still they're not a horrible football team. They'll pick up wins, and the Texans will probably improve, right? So if the Colts just lose a couple of those games in division that they should win. But, you know, oh, Davis Mills throws for 400 yards or something. Just like some crazy weird result. I think the Jags will have enough wins to fight for top spot, which I think is ridiculous when you look at how bad they were last season and the year before. But that number one spot for the Colts is like bare minimum. You better win that. If, you, if, if, if it's even close and the Jags are like a game below them or something, I think that's a massive disappointment for the Colts. But, but for some reason, I, I could see a scenario in which Indianapolis just chokes and the Jags just keep winning and they just become the the Bengals of this year. Here's, here's your... So the ceiling for me with Jacksonville is the wide receiver room. I, I think we're I think we're at one draft class away and another free agency period away from them having the weapons that they need around Trevor Lawrence to be truly dynamic. I think that was the thing with, with the Bengals, you know, Boyd, Higgins, and then you sprinkled Jamar Chase on top and it was like, ah, that's the wide receiver one. Now everyone else is electric. I think 
That's the question for me is, I think we get to sprinkle that wide receiver one into the mix. Christian Kirk, for me, will be the de facto number one. But for me, he's a number two. He's going to thrive more mm -hmm. with a number one next to him. But I think they can be competitive. Here's my little interesting factoid for you. Um, Indy's season starts at Houston, at Jacksonville. Then they play host to Kansas City and Tennessee. Now, you should be expecting, if you're the Colts, to go 3-1 and one in that stretch. That should be the expectation. You, could, you might drop yeah. one, but you win the other three. Because you get Kansas City, you should expect to go to Houston and go to Jacksonville and win as the Colts. And then you should expect to at least split your two home games against the Chiefs and the Titans. Let's see how they do. Because I'm pretty sure it's been four or five seasons since they won their first game of the season, the Colts. Um, all right. That's it. That's the division. Unless you've got anything else to add, that's the AFC. I know, that's um, good. South covered for you. Colts, get it done. It's there for you uh, to take if you want it. Um, now, if you haven't listened already, we've done the AFC East and the AFC North last week, so you can go back and have a listen to those episodes. The next time you'll hear new division preview from us is on Friday, where we conclude the AFC division previews by looking at the arms race that is the wild, wild AFC West. Thanks for hopping on and having a chat, Jack. Much appreciate it. My pleasure. Till next time, guys. You have been great. We've been reasonable. It's the JBSE. Thanks so much for listening.